0: Hey everybody, this is Sam from West Virginia Overtime, and I am checking in with you guys. Um, If you haven't heard or you haven't read uh, any posts on West Virginia Overtime Twitter or West Virginia Overtime uh, Facebook, I also think I might have put it on West Virginia Instagram. What I did, uh, I have been saying that we are for the fans, by a fan, and so I try to listen to what you guys say and how you say it um, and try to give you what you want. So the number one thing that I've been hearing about the podcast is, number one, you want a more frequent uh number two you want them focused and number three um you do want a mixture of not only things about west virginia high school and middle school sports i've been getting some feedback from people that the actual coaching podcast part um that we have been doing that you're actually liking so, we made some decisions, or I made some decisions, uh, with the start of the New York year. Uh, I decided that we were doing way too much on um, West Virginia overtime podcast. We, I was doing kind of what was interesting to me. Um, some people had asked, you know, for... Wrestling because we're friends and and they wanted me to kind of throw some wrestling in there uh, people were saying hey why don't you do some paranormal review things and and all of that <clears throat> so what I did we went live on January 1st there are now three separate podcasts so if you're interested in All three different subjects. All you have to do is go to whatever your favorite podcast provider is, and they should be showing up there. They are already on a lot of the major ones, and we are waiting to hear back from Apple now. West Virginia Overtime, of course, was already on almost all the major ones. West Virginia Overtime will be the podcast, will be nothing but middle school and high school sports. We are going to talk about some coaching. We're going to talk about big games that are coming up or some topics that are going on um, around the nation that are or could be affecting West Virginia. Then um, we created Paranormal Review, and that's what you have to look it up under. It is uh, Paranormal Review, and I decided we're going to do reviews of paranormal TV shows there. Uh, We're going to do histories of different locations, uh, some equipment. We're going to try to get some interviews and do some things over there. And then for those of you who liked or wanted to follow the pro wrestling um, overviews and reviews, what we're doing is we created a wrestling overtime podcast. It is going to be reviewing WWE, uh, AEW, NXT, NXT. Uh, we are going to cover some stuff with Wrestle Kingdom New Japan and we will be covering some major things that may be happening in renal, um, Impact Wrestling so that's the kind of setup that um, we decided to do is there are going to be three distinct podcasts you're welcome to sign up to all three if one out of the three interests you, then sign up for that one. You know, however, you want to do it. Today, what we're going to do is the first part of this, I want to talk about an issue that is kind of nationwide and that I've been reading on different articles about. I actually heard a podcast on it. I don't know, I think it's been about two or three days ago from one of my friends. And he was talking about the issue. And so I kind of want to bring it up with y'all. And then after that, um, some people wrote me uh, on my personal Facebook page. I made some comments about um, my community's midget league system. And the feedback that I got from that from different coaches was, hey, can you help us? And so I kind of said, well, yeah, I definitely I definitely want to do that. So what I've chosen is to start with something simple yet difficult. And we're going to talk about. Just the basketball layup. Now, I am going to break down different sports, different activities in sports um, throughout the different seasons. But since it's basketball season, I just happen to choose layups. So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about. So let's talk about the national issue first. Um, like I said, I've been reading articles about this, gosh, for a year or so. Um, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, um, even some major league baseball players have weighed in on this about kids playing too many games without practices. And... I have posted some articles on West Virginia Overtime, especially the Facebook part of West Virginia Overtime, and I haven't really gave my views on it because I don't really know where I stand. And like I said, I think it was two or three days ago, one of my friends did a podcast on it, and he is a baseball coach. And so he asked the question, I don't know why I can't get my kids to run hard every time down the first baseline. Um, he said, I, you know, I, I have set my team in the dugout. I have told them numerous times, we always run out, you know, full speed down the first baseline. Uh, And he said he has been noticing for probably a good year or two that it doesn't depend really on the hit, whether they think they're going to make it or not. He said it just kind of depends on how they're feeling that day or what's going on that day, that a lot of them are just not hustling as hard as they used to he's had the same group of kids you know for the last couple years and he said he's just seen progressively they just he said they're not even going half speed you know they're going more than half speed but not as fast as he knows they can go and they're just not hustling and he's really went in and explained hey you know the simple easy play that you think you hit a ball to third base and they're going to throw you out well you never know when they're going to flub that up or they're going to overthrow first base and throw it into the first base dugout or over the fence or whatever you need to be hustling on every play so um he kind of went into that and he interviewed some coaching friends of his about this topic and everything. One of the coaches said something that piqued my interest, I guess. Um, He said what he thought was happening was a lot of his little leaguers and some senior leaguers were not running hard down first base. Um, Maybe they, a ball hit in the gap between center and right. They weren't going after it as hard. Um, He said, you know, a year or two ago, I would have had my center fielder diving, to try to catch the ball with the right fielder, you know, going behind and backing up in case they didn't catch it. And he said, I don't really see that sometimes. Well, he was asked, well, what do you exactly do you think that is? And he kind of hit me out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. But like I said, it piqued my interest. He said, I think they're playing too many games on the weekend. And I think they're playing too many meaningless games. And I thought, hmm, I I don't know that I understand that. So, you know, they asked him a couple follow-up questions. And, and he was ready for it. And he said, here, when, when my players go, he, you know he's a middle school baseball coach. He said, you know, when they're in travel ball or they're, you know, playing AAU or they're traveling, doing tournament teams or whatever. He said a lot of times they practice once, maybe twice during the week. He said, and then they're going to tournaments all over. You know, they may be going to Ohio. They may be going to South Carolina. They may be going to Virginia and Pennsylvania, wherever. And he said, in order to make that worth their while as far as money and time and everything, he said the coach, who he knows of the travel team, tries to get them to play at least four games and you know if they're winning then they get to stay for day two and he said he has known that his kids have played anywhere from six to ten games in a weekend and he said while none of his uh baseball players middle school baseball players are you know brain surgeons they're they're not geniuses he said it doesn't take long for them to figure out you know when the coach is saying hey we've got 3 games today he said it doesn't take long for them to figure out if i go all out completely focused I hustle my butt off. I'm diving in the outfield. I'm, you know, trying to break up double plays at second second base. I am drag bunting and trying to run it out in on first base. I'm giving it my all. In that very first game, he said, the kids realize. Hey, I get tired during the second game. And then in the third game, I'm even more tired. And he said, you know, he's heard his middle school baseball players talking about, Hey, you know, we're getting ready to play this number one team in this tournament. And there might be somebody there that's watching. And he said, my kids don't want to be tired. He said they want to be able to kind of give a consistent effort. And he said, so what I think is happening is instead of going all out in that first game, instead of hustling, instead of, you know, diving for balls, instead of, you know, the catcher running down the line and backing up the, the throws at, at first base or or whatever, he said they're halfway doing it to conserve energy because they've got two more games coming. And he said, you know... They get in the second game, it maybe in the middle of the day or the hottest part of the day. And he said they're still conserving energy because they know, hey, we've got one more game in tournament pole play or we're guaranteed one more game or whatever. And he said in order for them not to be taken out in order for the coach not to be concerned that they're tired or questioning if they're tired, he said it doesn't take his players long to realize, hey, I've got to have energy for all three of these games today. So they lower their level. Instead of going all out, they don't. And he talked about how it was real hard as a middle school baseball coach. Well, they only have one game a day. Yes, they may play a doubleheader, but they have one game and the game may be Tuesday. Well, they may not play again until Thursday. So not only are they only playing one game on Tuesday, they, they have a practice day on Wednesday, and he said, we're not playing again until, until Thursday. And he said, but my kids are used to conserving energy. He said, they're used to basically giving not full effort And he said, so I really, in the beginning part of our middle school season, have to try to break that habit and say you have to go all out all the time. And he, you know, he said that he's literally sat them down and showed them the schedule. Hey, this isn't travel ball. And we have a so-called rest, but it's a practice day tomorrow. So I need everything you've got. I need you busting your butt down the first baseline. I need, if you think you can dive and catch that ball, I need you doing that. You know, I need you breaking up that double play at second base. And that was... I don't know that it was shocking to me, but it just hit me weird because, you know, as I was growing up, we did have AAU basketball and I did play it. some. we did not travel nearly as much as what I'm hearing some of the kids nowadays do. Um, but I mean, I do know what it's like to play several games in in one day and you do get tired and you do almost kind of have to conserve energy so what he was saying was making sense so another coach come on and talked and then the first coach Came back on, and he said, "I want to bring up another topic, and this one I think floored me, because I had never heard it, and so I'm kind of throwing it out there to you guys, and you can hit me up on our Twitter page, you know, it's Overtime WV. Um, you can hit me up on our Instagram or our Facebook pages um, of West Virginia Overtime, or." Uh, we're wvovertime at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about this. Because like I said, this part kind of floored me. He said travel ball in baseball is kind of getting his kids to feel like they're resetting every weekend. And at first I really didn't understand that. So he, he, he kind of went into greater detail and talked about how every weekend is a tournament. And they can go there and if they're the best team or if, you know, they have a good couple days, then they win that championship. And a lot of them get trophies or rings or, or whatever. And then they move to the next next weekend. And the next weekend is a reset. It's a new tournament. And if they don't do well, um, say they lose every game. Okay, they don't get rewarded. You know, there's no rings. There's no, no trophies. But that doesn't necessarily matter Because the next weekend is a reset. Well, when you think about it, that's not what middle school and high school sports is about. Um, Middle school and high school sports is about a season. And you really don't have a reset. If you play four games in a row awesome and you're beating your opponents by 40 um, in basketball and then you drop two games and you've got to come back now for game seven of your season, you're four and two, there's no reason. They're not gathering trophies. They're not getting rewarded. And by losing two games, there's no reset on there either. Because those are two conference games that have put them lower in the standings. And he made the point that he's not sure that his kids understand the long haul and the journey and the process and you know there's a there's a saying that um it's not about the destination it's about the journey and I believe that when we won the state championship in 97 um looking back on that I do remember the state tournament I remember the state championship um, championship game. I I remember my feelings. I I remember that destination. But I'll tell you what. My most special memories of that season, the the things when I think back, are the struggles that we went through that on that journey. Us losing. Us um having to come back. Uh, the early morning practices. The before game arounds Uh, Sitting and talking to kids at the bleachers. And having these little bonding moments and stuff. And it was about the journey. The season mattered. And I'm wondering after hearing him talk and him putting this in my head. Are we conditioning kids to think that seasons don't matter? That... The journey, the 15-game schedule that we have or the 20-game schedule we have or the 30-game schedule we have, does that matter because they're not getting rewarded or punished or there's no consequences or whatever. They're not getting to reset. It It is a continuous journey. And then, you know, you either win the, the conference championship or you don't. You either win, you know, what's going on, and then you reset and you play maybe your conference tournament or um, some kind of playoff thing, and then you reset again for maybe sectionals or regionals if you're in high school or going to the states, but there's three distinct levels There's three distinct areas. And are we getting kids just to focus on a weekend instead of focusing on a on a whole entire season, a twenty game season, um, where there aren't resets, and where every game in that twenty season is important, and it if you get on a losing streak there's no reset next weekend. It may cost you the conference championship right then and there in the middle of your season. And so I've kind of been thinking about that. Are are we doing our kids a disservice by not um, making a season, by not making it worthwhile? Um, Is the state championship in baseball or volleyball or uh, softball and baseball, because those are the the big travel sports, the big AAU sports, are those starting not to mean anything? Is winning the states in high school when you may – is winning the state softball championship – still a big deal in high school, or would kids rather go play on a travel team and maybe earn 12 trophies in the same amount of time? And then I look at the articles and the interviews that you see from Kobe Bryant and and LeBron James, and others who have said th- that they don't particularly like the AAU system. They don't particularly like the travel ball system because there's not enough to practice time. Um, you know, I read the article or one of the articles that LeBron um, contributed to and he said his son Bronny. There are times that he shows up at basketball tournaments for the weekend and he doesn't truly know who is going to be on his team until he walks into the hotel on Friday night. And he said, you know, a lot of times they set up, you know, a team dinner and then they go practice Friday night. And that's the first time he's ever practiced with this team. And then he may play four or six games on Saturday and then he may play another four on Sunday. And is that really getting him better? Um, He, you know, LeBron made a special point to say yes games are fun games are especially fun when you win but are you getting better playing games all the time you need to practice you need to practice with your team you need to know your team um that's one of the things that kobe said in one of the articles i read was your teammates matter, especially when you're in middle school and high school. And so if you're one of these kids that are playing on different teams every weekend, or you're only seeing your team on the weekend because you guys live in different states or different parts of the state, then are you really becoming a team? Are you forming long-lasting bonds? Um, will you give up something for your team? And I think back to my my own experiences and my teammates. And you know, on my softball team, my sophomore and junior year, I probably would have ran through our dugout wall. For a lot of my teammates, I had known them since I was nine years old, and we were very close friends in school. We hung out in school. We practiced together. We played together. I felt this connection, this bond with them. And yes, I was diving for balls, not only because I wanted to make a spectacular play, but I didn't want to let my friends down. I didn't want to let my teammates down. I didn't want to let my coaches down. You know, the coaches that I had looked up to since I was nine. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. I had looked up to, you know, one of my coaches since I was nine years old. And, and I didn't want to let my school down. My school meant something to me. Fighting for my school, representing my school, meant something to me. It meant that I was part of a community and that I was playing for them. And so, by having Travel Ball in AAU, are they really getting better? Are they missing out on practices? Um should they be practicing more and playing less games? Are they picking up bad habits? Um are they picking up me first habits? I don't know these people, so why shouldn't I go out and try to hit the home run instead of drag button down third base to score someone else? Why, why shouldn't I go to the basketball game and try to score 21 points? Why, why should I be throwing the ball to someone else and letting them score 21 points? So, um, I kind of don't know where I stand with this. I know that only 2% of all high school athletes go on to play in college, So part of me thinks maybe the only elite players need to be traveling to get seen by by the college coaches because that's the college coaches' argument is um, we can only go to these big tournaments and see these kids in one place and it cuts down our travel time. It cuts down the time away from our family. Um, But then I think... Is, is that what's best for our kids? And should kids in middle school be playing on a statewide team that they see, you know, four times a month? Or should they be playing for their hometown team of kids that they go to school with and kids that they're, they're friends with and that they hang out with? So I kind of go back and forth, and I'm not real sure where I stand. Um, I know that a lot of people automatically don't like a U-ball or travel ball, or whatever you want to call ball, because they don't feel like they get the best coaching. Well, you know, back in my day, in the old days, um, I agreed with that. Um, my AAU coaches in basketball um, taught me a lot, but they didn't have as big of an effect on me as what maybe my high school uh, boys basketball coach had on me. I, I learned way more from him than I did any AAU coach. Um, so I don't know. Um, I know around here in West Virginia, uh, a lot of the AAU coaches are dads. And I know that there are some dads that they played in high school. They played in college. Um, there's some AAU coaches that played in the pros. And, and they know what they're doing, and they know what they're teaching, and kids are getting better under them. But then I know that there's some AAU coaches that are dads that just took it to be taken in. And then you see and hear about the AAU coaches that are just doing it for the money. Where, you know, that's their main job. Um, there is a Sports Illustrated article out where they have hired, I believe there's seven people on police now. Um, at an Indiana complex out, um, it's outside of Indianapolis, they created a complex, a sports complex out there, and they have numerous baseball, volleyball, basketball tournaments out there and they're trying to get it going year round, but they actually have full-time employees some of which are making six figures that all they do is set up these different tournaments and make sure that they are ran appropriately that, you know, there's enough officials, there's enough referees that, you know, they have the hotels where the kids are staying and all of that, that it is turning into a business. And so, like I said, I, I really, really, don't know where i stand with this so um i don't know um i'm interested in hearing you guys thoughts what do you guys think about travel ball uh, club ball aau ball it's called different things in different sports um is it great for him? is it not um Is it great that they get to meet kids from other areas and other parts of the state or even other states? Is it great that they get to work with different coaches, some of which who are awesome coaches, some of which who are not? Um, Is it great that they get to travel um, up and down the East Coast or, or the Midwest? Um, Is it, is it great and, fabulous that they get to see different areas um do you like the idea that they're playing more games than they're practicing does it worry you um i really want to hear from you guys on this topic what do you truly think about this um like i said you know i'm gonna post this on twitter gonna post this on um our facebook page let me know what you're thinking. You can always uh, write me at WV Overtime at gmail.com. And just to kind of make this short and sweet, because we're running about 35 minutes here, I'm not gonna do the the layup podcast. I'm gonna make it a separate podcast because I want to make this um, short enough that you can get it done on a drive. But kind of let me know let me know what you think and. And how you feel on is it making them tired is is this um, causing them to conserve energy and not give their all in you know middle school games or high school games is this causing them not to want to play long seasons is this making the state championship more worth it Or is it making it less worth it because they're getting a trophy every weekend or they at least have the opportunity to get a trophy or a ring every weekend? Let me know what you think. Um, I will come back with the basketball layup podcast um, maybe tomorrow or um, the next day, just a little later in the week. But I truly want to know your thoughts and feelings on this. So I will talk to you soon, and I look forward to hearing you guys' arguments. See you later.